You are listening to the Her Money Matters Podcast, Episode 45. Welcome to the Her Money Matters Podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real-life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome. I am so happy to have you joining me today. This is Jen Hemphill, your host. And really, it's hard to believe that this is episode 45. Episode 45. And that means that's soon to be reaching 50, um, which in June, around last year, it launched June 23rd. So on June 23rd-ish, on the, whenever the Thursday falls of that week, uh, we will definitely be celebrating the first year birthday of the Her Money Matters podcast. So expect a fun episode for that one because it's all going to be you. And then if you are in our community, you have a little more of an inside scoop and a spoiler alert as to what we're going to do for that episode. So if you have not joined us, uh, please, I invite you to join us over there. We have a lot of fun and you can just do so simply by going to jenhemphill.com forward slash community. And that literally takes you to the Facebook group. You click join and then we will add you as, as as simple as that. So today I've got a super special guest with really such an interesting story, interesting background. And what you will learn uh, in this episode is how um, this guest growing up in Kenya shaped her personal finance journey. So the culture, we'll learn a little bit about about the Kenyan culture, which is really interesting. And then we'll also learn the legacy that her father left her and what it meant for her. And she also shares why she strongly feels women should be financially responsible and what she means by this. And you'll probably guess I probably I stand side by side with her and her sentiments. So let me t- uh, tell you a little bit our, about our guest today. Her name is Priscilla Anon Aquaro, and she is an author, entrepreneur, and a women's financial strategist. She writes, teaches, and coaches with the aim of empowering women financially. With her dream design and deliver system, Priscilla helps modern women entrepreneur moms who are feeling off path, overwhelmed and burnt out, reignite their passion and create a business strategy that allows them to earn more while working less so they can have more freedom, fulfillment and fun. So let's not delay and let's go ahead and meet Priscilla. Welcome Priscilla to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you, Jen. I'm excited to be here as well. Great. Well, our listeners already know about you. I've read, I've told them uh, your more formal bio, but I was, I noticed uh, some things about you. So I wanted to learn more on the personal side. I noticed you're an author. You also have some pageant titles as well. I thought that was really neat and a background in the financial services industry. So tell us a little bit more on one of those things. Um, that you would want to talk about? 
Um, I can tell you about my pageant background. Um, I grew up wanting to be a supermodel like uh-huh. many other young girls. So, and I kept waiting to be discovered by one of the scouts, but then that never happened. And so I thought, uh, why not just take my life in my own hands and then go out there and try to launch my modeling career? And that's how I got into pageantry. Okay. Um, I ended up doing pageants for my college when I moved to the U.S. Um, I did uh, school pageants. I won Miss, um, Miss International Students, Miss School of Honors. And then I went further on to represent my country um, and became Miss Kenya USA as well as um, African People's Princess at the Miss Africa USA pageant. And it was such an amazing experience to get to not only showcase your beauty and glamour and poise, but also to support a cause um, in the process and do fundraisers and just uh, meet all kinds of people representing your country. That is neat. I mean, I thought that I saw that. I'm like, well, that is interesting. I definitely want to know about that. So you did that for several years? Yeah, through our college. Um, okay. Yeah, my first year in college until I graduated from college. Okay. And then after that is when you went into the financial services industry? Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. I'll, I'll ask you more about that later because I'm curious about that too. Yeah. Now let's go back in time because you, you are from Kenya and culture is different there. So give us, how did you grow up around money? Um, in Kenya, basically, um, I grew up in the village and both my parents are teachers and teachers don't get paid a lot of money in Kenya. So um, money was not available in, you know, there wasn't a lot of money available. And so my parents had to do different things to make sure our ends met. And they were very entrepreneurial. We did farming and they did um, small businesses in the market just to make sure that all our school feast needs were paid off and we had food. And like everybody else who struggled from, um, to pay their meals and to have food to eat. So we really worked hard to make money. And so I grew up knowing that to make any money, you have to work hard and you also have to go to school and get a good education so that you can have a career where you're not struggling to make money. Right. And were there any, as far as from parents to kids, do typically do, maybe in your particular family, did mm-hmm. they have a conversation, maybe teach you some money lessons, or or was it just what you saw? Um, mostly it was what I saw, because in, um, in the Kenyan tradition, as a kid, you're not expected to listen in on parents' conversation when adults are speaking you walk away and go outside or somewhere else. So I really never got to listen in on money conversations, but it's what I observed. I observed that we worked hard and they worked hard every day. And um, whenever you asked for money, you were told there wasn't any money. Whenever you wanted anything, whenever I wanted anything and I asked for it, I was told there was no money. We don't have any money. So I just grew up hearing and saying that we don't have any money, even though we worked so hard to, to, to make extra money. Got it. That's interesting. Yeah. And what would you say? So there wasn't really, you mentioned, um, as far as money conversations that was in between the adults, the kids weren't allowed in those conversations. 
But did you receive any advice from your parents about money later on in life? Or maybe where did you receive the, your best money advice? Um, I My parents didn't talk about money or how to handle money. So I, I didn't know anything about handling money until I left home and I came to the U.S. And now I had to handle all my money all by myself. And I didn't have any of this education. But in college, it didn't matter because I had a full scholarship and I lived in the dorms. So (laughs) I never got to budget or to wonder where my next meal was going to come from or have to work to pay for anything other than just a few bills. But when I graduated from college and now I had to get my own apartment and had to start budgeting, I realized I had no idea where money comes from, how to handle it. And that's when I started reading a lot about financial, personal finance. Mm-hmm. And um, my first book that I read was Susie Oman's, um The Money Book for the Young. Um, for the women? Young, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, that's the first one I read too. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And um, the best advice I got from that book was to pay yourself fast. Mm-hmm. And that I, advice, I take it every day and whatever money I make, I make sure that I I put it in, in my savings account. I ended up opening up an online savings account where I direct deposit any money I make, um, at least 10% of it, just to pay myself fast. Now, you mentioned that uh, growing up, you didn't... Your parents didn't talk to you about money because that was just a cultural thing. In college, you didn't really have to deal with the money because you had that scholarship. So it wasn't until after college that that's when you realized you were needing the budget, you needed to do all those things. Mm -hmm. So what kind of challenges, whether then or now, have you had with money? Um. My first challenge, my first challenge was learning how to, um, save and just making money, um, the budget work for me. I discovered that I had gotten an apartment that I couldn't really pay for. And so I had to cut down on all my expenses and find roommates and really reduce my expenses to a very low level so that I was saving most of what I was earning. Um, and once I figured how to do that and I was doing so well with my personal finance, another challenge came up when I finally now committed to um, a relationship and I had to move in with my, with my then boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And now he was paying for everything and somehow... With my background and everything I had, I had seen and been t- be, been taught about money, was leading to the idea that a man is supposed to take care of everything and he's going to take care of everything. So I didn't really have to worry about the money stuff. And so for a while, I just didn't know how things were being paid, and I didn't have to worry about it until until my husband had to go to the military for training for for a long time about 8 months and i would have to be in charge of everything and i came to realize that i have just been avoiding money and dealing with money and letting somebody else um take care of everything for me because i feel that money is not um necessarily a woman's thing to do okay. and so um, having come to that realization, to the fact that I was 
um, giving up my financial responsibilities just because I got I got married um, made, made me wake up and realize how many other women, especially from my background, just mm-hmm. give up on their financial responsibility um, because they got married. And so I wrote a book just to show people my story, first of all, to share my story and how I was coming into terms to taking financial responsibility and owning up to um, the fact that even if you get married, even if you get somebody who can take care of your bills and take care of you, it doesn't mean that that's the time to give up in your financial responsibility. You still owe it to yourself to um, take care of your finances and make sure that you're building wealth for yourself, for your children, as well as mm-hmm. for your family and leaving a legacy behind. That's, I'm so glad you bring that up because I feel that is so true. And that's one of the things that I teach about is just making sure that you're, especially in a relationship, that you're both in the know. Mm-hmm. Not both of you have to sit there and pay the bills together. One mm-hmm. person can do that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. it's just so critical to have clarity as to what's going on with the money. So for example, mm-hmm. when you didn't when you were when you didn't know, when you weren't aware of the money mm-hmm. before your husband went to uh training, mm-hmm. if you had known, I would think you would have made uh better decisions, let's say grocery shopping, oh those things, especially if you knew the whole big picture of what was going on with the money and if you all had discussion financial goals, right? Exactly. So I think that is just so critical and I that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is just mm-hmm. to make sure it's not because uh, women or money is a gender issue by mm-hmm. it's a, everybody issue. Everybody has to know about it, but I want to make sure that women are empowered in this area and are, are not afraid uh, right. to, uh, to manage it are not afraid of it. are just comfortable and confident with personal finance. So that is so great. You even mm-hmm. wrote a book about it. So, yeah. and what is the book called? Um, my book is called Overcome and Thrive, Lose the Fear Around Money and Create the Life You Really Want. Love it. So I'll yes. make sure that I'll link that up okay. in the show notes. So that those are some great challenges that you talked about. So now tell me about a little bit about how you manage your fi- finances. Do you use cash? I know checks are antiquated, but I mm-hmm. still use checks from time to time. Or mm-hmm. do you use credit? What is your favorite way of... Uh, pain um my favorite way of paying is cash so that i'm aware how much is living and how much is really coming in but for the big bills like um uh, rent and utility bills i i use checks Um, okay that's what i use so checks and and cash. cash yeah perfect and would you consider yourself a saver or a spender i am definitely a saver um, I'm all about having that security. And when I see that um, my savings account growing, I feel more secure than when there's nothing going into my savings account. And is your husband the opposite? Or do you guys balance yourself out or are you both? Um, we, we, we balance. I'm the saver and he's the one who has to remind me that even though we are saving, we also have to have the balance of spending some of the money that we make because I'm all about, let's save for this and let's save for that. And he's all about, um, having a little bit of fun, even though we are saving. Okay. So you're, 
have a good balance there. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And also the good thing is that um, ever since I wrote my book, uh, now I'm more comfortable to have those money conversations with him. It's not, yeah, it's not something that I'm scared to talk about. We talk about money all the time and it just makes me feel so at ease that I don't have to keep. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you secrets or be scared to talk about money with him. And that's a really good place to be in a relationship. So the the book prior to the book, uh, would you say you had difficulty in having those conversations and the book helped you overcome it? Or tell me a little bit more about that part. Prior to that, I just... um, from how I was brought up, I just thought my money is my money and his money is the family's money. And okay. so I was very uncomfortable talking about my money, what's going on, um, what, how I spent this money, where did the money go? And then I started writing a book because I wanted to help other young women who had just become mothers or going through a difficult transition. And... Um, when I started really looking deeply into my life and being honest with myself, what's going on with my money issues, um, it made me start talking to my husband more about money, about what he thought, how I was acting and how we were going to manage our money. And with that, with the process of writing the book, with the process of being open and honest and vulnerable about my finances, I found that it's become very easy to talk about money because I already wrote a book about it and I'm all about writing and teaching what I do in my personal life. So that's beautiful. That has just continued to help me and, and writing my book, the process has enabled me to make those money conversations very easy and like any other conversation that is, yeah. It is interesting, especially in the life entrepreneurship and what we end up doing is something part of our journey that we're going through at that time. Because even though uh, I coach people and teach people around finances, I doesn't mean I have everything all perfectly. There's some things that I have struggled with in the past that I don't Mm -hmm. want people to struggle with currently. Mm -hmm. So that's a, it's a part of that. It's part of things that I'm still striving for, Mm -hmm. uh, to achieve, uh, and with our personal finances. So it's interesting, just the dynamics of that with entrepreneurship, we kind of embark on a journey that's aligned with what we want to achieve in our yes. personal life. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Now tell me a little bit, if you don't mind. So mm-hmm. in the past, your husband was always the one doing the money. So tell mm-hmm. me, a, and now you, you mentioned um, you use a cash system, but for bills, mm-hmm. you pay checks. So tell me mm-hmm. a little bit on a month to month, just break it down a little bit, how you all manage your personal finances. Um, so we do weekly um, money meetings. We just um, sit down, um, mostly on Fridays because both of us take time Fridays. Um, he's off and I'm, I'm working on my stuff, so I'm home most of the time. So we take time on Fridays and just um, come down with a budget 
um, of what we need for the groceries. And then that's when we'll do the shopping on um, Saturdays for what we need in the house, as well as what bills are coming up and how that is going to be paid. So we divide and keep each other accountable in both, in both of our calendars. So we know this bill is coming up. It's not just my responsibility or his responsibility to make sure that the bills are paid, but it's both of our responsibility and we keep each other accountable to remember which bills are coming up when, how much is coming in and um, how much am I spending in investing in things in my business? What do I need? Um, what do I need to do better or differently um, financially to 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 bring in new income. So we definitely have those weekly meetings and we plan out our budget mm-hmm. and um, see what's coming in and what's going out for that week. Perfect. So weekly, that is awesome. Yes. What would you say is your proudest money moment? My proudest money moment was um, when um, right uh, my last year of college, I was able to pay for my mom's entire trip for her to come to the U.S. to attend my college as well as spend a month's vacation um, in the U.S. That was a very fast time and it was really a proud moment Mm -hmm. um, because I had really worked hard uh, for a long time to save up that amount of money for her to just come and um, see what the U.S. is like and that was such a happy time. Yeah, That is awesome and your parents are still in Kenya? Yes, my most of my family is still in Kenya. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something to be proud of because that's a long trip yes. uh, to make, you know, to be making over. That's awesome. And who would you say influenced you the most in the area of money? I know you mentioned uh Sue Zorman was that I think it was called Women and Money. The mm-hmm. book influenced had some good advice for you. Is that would you say her or is there someone else that has influenced you the most? Um, I think indirectly, my father influenced me uh, when it comes to money. Okay. Mostly because um, in in our culture, having a, a, a boy is considered that it makes you a man. So my father, my mom never had any boys. And my father mm. was blessed with five girls and all his brothers really laughed at him because he didn't have a legacy to leave behind. Okay. But... Um, he could have chosen not to educate us or not to invest in our future because we are girls. We are not supposed to have any value in my culture. But mm. my father went above and beyond to make sure we got into the best schools. Even uh, when he died, he left behind um, educational insurance to make sure we still were able to complete school, each and every one of us. And Wow. That is a big influence for me when it comes to money. I don't just um, because he was he did everything he could to make sure we were empowered financially to have our own um, way of making a living, not just to depend on anybody else. And so to me, that's somebody I will say is my biggest influence when it comes to money because he empowered me from the time I was little to just make sure I could be financially independent. Right. Well, that's beautiful that he took it upon himself to do that, especially in a culture that, like you mentioned, where girls aren't necessarily invested in to be for college or education. So that should, that expresses his love for his family. That is, that is beautiful. And I'm sorry to hear about his passing. Yes. So 
That is beautiful. I mean, that that is his legacy. He left the legacy of uh, empowerment, of confidence, of education, and mm-hmm. and you your hands and your sister's hands. So I think that is. Uh, I would consider that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I know you mentioned again the book "Women and Money" by Sue Zorman. Would that be your favorite money book, or do you have one that you want to mention? Um, my other favorite money book is Robert Kiyosaki's "Rich Dad, Poor Dad." Mm-hmm. When I read that book, I it was very eye opening, and um, it taught me about. Uh, becoming an entrepreneur, it gave me the idea to become an entrepreneur and to just find a way that I could take control of my own financial destiny. So I love, I really love Robert Kiyosaki's book. That is definitely a good book. I like that book. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Well, this has been great, Priscilla. I really appreciate you being here. I know you know this podcast because you are a listener. So it's so great to interview a listener. And you know, this podcast is about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this phrase? Her money matters because. Because a man is not a financial plan. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much uh, for being here and tell us where is the best place where the listeners can find you. You can find me on my blog and website, missanono.com. And that is M-I-S-S-A- N-O-N-O.com. Okay, perfect. And I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining me. It was so wonderful getting to know you and so interesting hearing your story, your background, well, all that you've accomplished. So I appreciate you sharing all of that. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. No problem. Thank you. Wasn't Priscilla amazing. I really had a really a lot of fun talking to her. So I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I jo- enjoyed chatting with her. Uh, honestly, since I was a little girl, uh, well, actually growing up in Colombia, uh, literally the only diversity as far as culture was my dad. <laughs> we were in Colombia and my dad was the quote unquote gringo because he's from the US. So when we moved to the US, I was really fascinated by meeting people from all different cultures, different countries. Um, and it still fascinates me to this day, which is why I, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with Priscilla. So for me, in this episode, the biggest uh, takeaway was the shift that she had when writing her book. It was a really a growing experience for her. It was a journey where she w- went from growing up in a culture in Kenya that didn't talk about money, that for uh, the girls, uh, education wasn't a priority uh, to give the girls that education. Uh, and then she went to moving to a new country and at that time becoming independent. And during this time, um, she definitely had uh, some lessons that she, you know, learned. She had to learn how to manage finances, and she fa- met her husband. And her husband in the military, he went away, uh, and that's when it hit her that he was. She was pretty much dependent on him, and she had to learn how to manage the finances. But the book really helped her be able to just draw upon that experience and 
also be able to talk more about money, which is why I bring this up. So if you have difficulties uh, speaking about money, if this is something that challenges you, you definitely want to, you don't have to write a book, but journal about it. Because sometimes when money frustrates us and we don't know what's going on, it's just frustrating, it's overwhelming, it's stressful. If you take a moment to just a few, write some thoughts down uh, and ask yourself the key question, why? And continue digging on that. So for example, uh, let's say you're overwhelmed with, with your uh, money and you don't want, you know, you, you write in your journal that, well, why are you overwhelmed? Well, you don't want to look at your budget because you know you spent over um, what you what you d- decided you were going to spend on. And then you ask yourself why and you continue digging. That's going to help you and that's going to help you better understand yourself, your relationship with money. And by doing that, that's going to give you confidence and therefore, from that, it's you're going to be able to speak better. You're not going to have that fear when you're talking maybe to your spouse, uh, to whomever about money, because you're going to be confident and you're going to be clear uh, as to you know your sentiments around money, why you're having those feelings, and all that good stuff. So before we wrap up, one, I wanted to challenge you to, if you have difficulties in speaking about money, uh, to journal, <laughs> to definitely take some time to journal. Why that? And I also wanted, as I usually do, give a shout out uh, to our community. And uh, this week's uh, shout out is to Danielle. She is part of our Her Money Matters community, but and she's also a member of our Fearless Money Sisterhood. So da- let me tell you a little bit about Danielle. She's really hardworking. She's balancing motherhood, the little ones at home while becoming an entrepreneur. And in all of that, she's supportive of others. She's participates in the group and she's just positive. She's a go-getter. So I want to acknowledge you, Danielle, to keep up all the great work and everything that you're doing. So that is a wrap. Remember, just I challenge you to, if you feel weird talking about money, journal. You don't have to write a book like Priscilla did, but definitely journal. Write out, you know, from journaling, even though it may feel weird at first, uh, it's going to help you. So just do it, even though it feels weird and keep at it. And you're going to see, you're going to evolve. You're going to grow from this experience. And also don't forget to join us over in our community for the Her Money Matters listeners. Uh, it's, it's as simple as going to jenhemphill.com forward slash community. I really hope to see you there. We've got a fantastic group of women from all over the world. And I really hope to connect with you there because it's there's something beautiful about putting the ear, if you will, <laughs> with a face on Facebook, uh, just connecting with you on a whole nother level. It's I enjoy it and uh, I hope that you enjoy it as well. So I hope to see you there. So 
That is a wrap for today's episode. Be sure to tune into next week's episode. In episode 46, we will continue the debt conversation because remember last week in episode 44, we talked about debt, the the layers behind the debt, the realities the realities hidden behind them. So we're going to continue that conversation and talk about how not to get hooked back into that debt cycle because that can happen. That happens and it's frustrating for a lot of people. So I want to personally thank Priscilla for joining us and being transparent, sharing her one, your wonderful story, Priscilla. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can be sure to check out more about her, where to find her at jenhemphill.com forward slash 45. So thanks again for joining and we will catch you next Thursday.